Nekutas Sichas Chelik Vav, the Sicha Aleph for Pashas Truma, the first Sicha for the portion of Truma. In this Sicha, the Rebbe will speak about the fact that in the Mishkan we find that the various different kinds of vessels and the structure of the Mishkan were made out of the three metals of gold, silver, and copper. And the Rebbe is going to point to the fact that the copper was a necessary component, was important to the structure and the building of the Mishkan. Although we find that in the base Hamikdash, in the permanent structure, it was all made and mostly made out of gold whenever possible. And yet, over here, we not only used gold, but we also used the silver and we also used copper. And the Rebbe will bring out in the Sicha the special advantage and greatness that it is in copper, copper representing a lower level, being, if it's less least important, next to gold and silver. And yet, in some ways, that least important metal, the copper, was important and it's necessary to use that also as part of the building of the Mishkan. As the Rebbe will bring out in this Sicha. And also we will uh, discuss in various different uh, angles the concept of gold, silver, and copper as it is in Halacha and as it represents the level of Tzadikim and the level of Baal Teshuva and also the level copper represents actually when a Jew fails is at the time that he does an Avera. And the point being that everyone is uh, part of the Mishkan. Everybody has to build the Mishkan. Even if you're a Nechoshes type of a Jew of the lowest level, one who has failed and one who has done Averis, so even at that level, you too must participate and must be part of the Mishkan. And we can't have the Mishkan just out of gold and silver, but we must have the Mishkan out of copper too. We'll learn inside. Ois Aleph. In the Msuga Doimim, the type of Doimim, was his Banutski Vorn, which was used Tzvishin Andere Sugim amongst the other types for making the Mishkan. The Mishkan consisted, you had things coming from animal, you had growing things, but the doimem, the inanimate things that were used to build the Mishkan, and the vessels of the Mishkan, so there were three types. So the metals, uh, the doimem, the inanimate were Zohov, Chesev, Unachoshus. Gold, silver, and copper. And the Rebbe is going to point to now, if we uh, compare the Mishkan to the Migdash, and in a way, sometimes the Mishkan is referred to called Migdash, the Migdash 
the eternal structure, the base of Medish is called sometimes Mishkan in various different verses. And yet, it's a striking difference that over here, Hashem says to use also these all coppers, uh, even copper, old metals, even the copper, and in the structure of the Beis Amigdash, we find that over there was most important to use the gold. So that points to the importance of copper specifically in the construction of the Mishkan. So the Rebbe continues, as is doch yadua, it's known as Mishkan Ikri Migdosh, un Migdosh Ikri Mishkan, that the Mishkan is called Migdosh, and the Migdosh is called Mishkan. So what it means is that there is a very close connection between the temporary structure and the permanent structure. Of course, the temporary structure is the Mishkan, that's the tent where the Hashem was temporarily when the Yidden built during their journeys in the desert. And the Migdash refers to the Migdash Eilamim, but it's uh, the internal base of Migdash in Yerushalayim, but since they're interchangeable and Migdash and Mishkan, so therefore it means that there is a relationship. So therefore, the food is Mestaber Onsunem, and so that makes sense that one can assume as the Mailis Uninyoni Chashivis that the advantages, the greatness, and important matters that were in the Beis HaMikdosh should also, by extension, they should, in a similar way, they, should, they were also in the Mishkan. So if we find important aspect as it pertains to the Mikdosh, to the Beis HaMikdosh, we should wonder then, and we should say that that should also apply to the Mishkan. And if it's different, then that is surprising. That means that it tells us something. So the Rebbe says, so therefore the Rebbe says we have to understand while we find in the Beis HaMikdosh everything was made out of gold, specifically, and here we find that it was gold, silver, and copper. So therefore we need to understand when Gifindoch we find as in Beis HaMikdosh is Yeder Zach Given, that in the eternal structure in the Beis HaMikdosh Every item was a vifus is nor meglach. To the extent possible, in a neifun funashirus, everything was done in a wealthy, in a way of wealth. Expensive. On dos bis to azafarnem, this was so important to the extent that it even encompassed as hishku as hatomid bekois shel zohav. That they would give the tomid, the carbon, the animal that was used for the constant sacrifice, the sheep that was used one in the morning and one in the evening, they would give the sheep a drink of water before they slaughtered it and used it for the carbon tomid. So what kind of a cup did they give the water to drink for the sheep? It was because Shilzov. It was a golden cup. What's the reason that golden cup, it's a, seems to be an, not a important task, and yet it was made out of gold. So the answer is vile, because the Gemara says, Ein aniyas b'makam From the Mishnah Masech Tatamit, that there can be no uh, uh, 
poorness or using poor types of uh, vessels in a place of wealth. In the Beis Amikdosh, in a place of wealth, there is no poor vessels. And therefore, we use the cup made out of gold. Thus made. So what does this tell us? A cup that is used to give the sheep to drink before it is slaughtered. What does that mean? Even such a vessel. Which was only used to give the animal to drink. The behemoth. Before it's being slaughtered for a carbon. That also needed to be gold. Shows us the extent how much the importance that things should be done in a wealthy way is, is done. That this cup was made out of gold. Now, if you try to see what was this service of giving the uh, sheep to drink before storing it. So the Rebbe explains in the bracket, Hagamas del Kois is not given for the Kleamikdosh. This cup was not one of the vessels of the Mikdosh. Nor blois, this was only a keli to libabahema. It was only a vessel that was used because of an animal that later on you sacrificed it and furthermore not only was it not a part of the vessels of the Beis Amidosh that use why was the purpose that they gave the animal to drink wasn't because somehow that was used for some sort of a service. Well, it didn't serve any, it wasn't for any service. The only reason why they gave it to drink is was not to leave half shit. That is because of skinning, that later on, when you skin the animal, it's easier to skin if she had moisture, she drank, then it's easier to skin the animal. So this skinning is not part of an avoider of the animal. And even as far as skinning of the animal goes, it's not al-sibe. It's only, it's only a reason of ateelis. It's only benefit. It's not the main thing. It's not that you can't skin the animal if you don't give uh, it to drink the water. You can still skin the animal, but it makes it easier to skin the animal. So it's that extent in the in the in the hefshet, in the uh, skinning of the animal, so that through the drinking, what happens is that it becomes easier to skin the animal uh, that you bring as a carbon. So, even something which is as far away from the actual sacrifice, distant, the giving the cup, the cup that gives to drink. The animal we used to give the animal to drink so that it can be easier to skin the animal, which is not even an avoider. Yet that was made out of gold. So in that case, so if we see that something such a detail, which is not a main aspect in Beis Hamikdash, that needed to be with the wealth of gold. So then this, it seems that it should, as a result of that kind of, of this concept, this idea that everything has to be made out of gold, of wealth, 
as der Mishkon und alle seine Kelim, da die Mishkon and all of its vessels, haben Avadi gedacht werden geboi. They certainly should have been built und alles gearbeitet, alles von so, and worked out and made up just of gold. Wie kommt es, how come that it is, as in them, as in them, hab machelik, that a part in the structure of the Mishkan is kelim, that mean from kesef, this kind of, this type, which is silver, even copper. So, why would we use copper? Why would you use even silver? And the Rebbe is going to say, well, silver still, one can argue, has an advantage. But copper? Why copper? With regards to silver, we can answer since in a certain detail is in that silver carries an advantage relative to gold. As the Medrash states in the beginning of this sedra, that there is an advantage to silver. So, we can't say so simply that only gold. Silver has an advantage too. The river hot oich milas hakesef gedav zayne mishkan. So therefore, also the advantage of silver needed to be in the mishkan, since in some ways the kesef has advent- advantages. So we wanted the advantage of gold plus the advantage of silver. As blacked over the kasha benegets in the chesha, but the question still remains. Copper has no advantage, not even the advantage of silver. So why did they make, why did Hashem say that the Nechoshes needs to be part of the Mishkan? You cannot answer simply, that the Jews didn't have enough gold and silver. And the Pharaoh said that Abish that Ongizok Tsunut Nechoshes, and therefore God instructed them the use that they should also use copper. by the because at that time it was by the Jews. But the Gemara the Gemara tells us about it. The entire gold and silver, silver and gold of the world was in the possession of the Jews. And that quantity of gold and silver, which is the old quantity of gold and silver of the world, is that certainly was sufficient on all the parts of the Mishkan. So the question is, why were they commanded to use Nechoshes? And as the Rebbe will bring out later on in the Sicha, that the idea over here is that also the level of Nechoshes that Nechoshes represents a lack of level, a lack of advantage, which also, as far as the Jewish people, it represents those who are lacking the level of uh, Tzadik or about Shuva, but even on a lower level, level of lower than that, yet they too need to have a part and they need to build the Mishkan, as will be explained later on. So the Rebbe is going to uh, explain now that uh, just like we found that in the Beis uh, Hamikdash they used in the Mishkan they used the Kesev 
Zov and Nechoshes, that not only Zov, but also Kesef and also Nechoshes. So the Rebbe Noiz Beis is going to talk about that we also see uh, at what uh, situation uh, the, were the Jewish people at the time that they were commanded for building the Mishkan. There are various uh, different opinions and Based on these three opinions, we will see that according to one opinion, the Jewish people were in the state of tzaddikim when they were commanded uh, to build the Mishkan, and they actually built the Mishkan in the level of tzaddikim. The other one tells us that they were in the level of Balchuva, both when they uh, were commanded to build it and also when they built it, so they were in the level of Balchuva. And another opinion is that they were commanded at the time that they were tzaddikim. They were actually built it during the time when they were balachuvas. But the command to build it lasted throughout the time, even while they were rishayim, even while they failed, still they were still instructed to build the mishkan, which basically tells us that according to these three opinions, that the status of the Jews was different at each, according to these opinions, what they wore and when they were instructed to build a Mishkan. One opinion is Sadiqim are instructed to build a Mishkan. The other opinion is Bali Tshuva are the ones that are instructed to build a Mishkan. And the other opinion actually holds that even Rishayim are instructed to build a Mishkan. And since all opinions are really given from Hashem and they're all really true in a sense, so that means in a way that we need all, all parts, all segments of the Jewish people, whether they are tzaddikim, whether they're baal tshuva, or even if they're not in the level of a tzaddik or a baal tshuva, they too have to build the Mishkan. And this is going to tie in with the idea of Zohar Vekesev and Cheshus. Let's learn inside Oiz Beis. So we'll understand the above, uh, what we talked about in Sif Aleph, why in Oiz Aleph, why we needed also the Cheshus. So we'll understand this by introducing as a Zayn and Faran, there are three Opinions. When the Jewish people were instructed to build the Mishkan, and when the actual gifts, the contributions for the building of the Mishkan took place. There is one opinion which is brought down in the Zoyar. As that it wasn't only that Hashem's instruction. Not oich, but also the pula for nidvas hamishkan, but also the act, the activities of the gifts of the mishkan. Zayin given gleich nach matan Torah. They took place immediately after the giving of the Torah. The Torah was given on the sixth and the seventh day of of Sivan. So following that, uh, there were uh, both the command and the Jews started to contribute then. That took place, Fardem Cheta Egel. That means that the 
eagle took place, the sin of the eagle took days, 40 days later, on the 17th day of Tammuz, when Moshe Rabbeinu went up to the mountain for 40 days and he came down. And that's when the Yidin, at that point, built the, made the eagle. They did the sin. But the uh, command for building the uh, Mishkan and also the gifts began right after Matan Torah. Uh, the reason uh, the Zoyer states like this, he explains something which seems to be uh, difficult in the verse that when the verse says that when the Jewish people uh, participated in, in, in the golden calf, the verse states over there that they have removed the golden earrings from their ears. But why would they need to uh, give the golden earrings from their ears? Why could they not just give the regular gold stuff that they had? Why did they have to give their jewelry uh, for the eagle? And the Zohar explains that they had already given away all their gold for the Mishkan. So according to this, it makes sense that the uh, command, as well as the giving of the gifts of the Mishkan, took place all be immediately after Matan Torah before the Chaita Egum. And that would actually mean that the Jewish people at that point were on the level of Tzadikim because they started to contribute and build the Mishkan as Tzadikim because it was before the Chaita Egum. So the Rebbe says, brings down, with this that we're saying now that they started to give the gifts right after uh, Matan Torah, uh, so the Zohar explains over there was state in Posik this that we find in the verse by Mcheta Eagle when the Jews sinned for the Eagle it says by that all the people removed their golden earrings that were on their ears. So uh the Lechayre, so it would seem problematic. The Jews took along from Egypt a lot of gold. Why would they need to give for the calf, the Tachshite Zov, those golden jewelries, that they wore upon themselves, their own jewelry. Their golden rings that were in their ears. So the Zohar explains, because already before this, when they contributed to the Mishkan, they have already contributed the entire gold for the Mishkan. And therefore, is so later on, when it came to the sin of the eagle, they only remained with the gold of the jewelry that they wore upon themselves. So therefore, in order to build the eagle, they had to use the golden rings that were in their ears. So that's one opinion of the Zoyar that learns that the contribution that started for the Mishkan took place right after Matan Torah, before they had the sin of the eagle, and therefore that means that they were on the level of tzaddikim. Now there's a tzveter deya. A tzveter deya is fram fakert. There's another thing; it's just the opposite, the other extreme. That nit lois nit mishkan mamish. Not only were the gifts for the Mishkan, the actual when the people brought the gifts. Uh, that they took place later on after Yom Kippur. But in addition, also God's command that we learn in the Parshas Truma that Hashem says, "Make me a 
sanctuary and I will dwell amongst you is given by Yom Kippurim. That was on Yom Kippur. This haste after the sin of the uh, golden calf. Uh, that is when they were instructed to build the Mishkan. That was they, and that's when they brought the, the gifts. And the reason why Hashem told them actually to build the Mishkan was so that all the nations will know that it was atoned for them, Maisa Egel, the act of the Egel. So that means that uh, the whole purpose and the reason for the building of the Mishkan is to notify uh, everyone that the nation should know that they've been atoned for. So it doesn't make sense, Bachlal, to instruct them to build a Mishkan uh, when there was no purpose to build a Mishkan prior to their sinning with the Egel. So what that really turns out that when they built the Mishkan, they were already on, the, and they were commanded, and they built the Mishkan. They were already on the level of Bali Teshuva because on Yom Kippur Hashem forgave them already. So they did the Chet Egel, and now they're already at level Bal Teshuva. Then you have yet a third opinion was halt, which holds as that. God commanded from Hashem the command that you should make a Migdash. That was actually said before they sinned with the Egel. Over the Eden, but the Jews having heard them tzivu from Moshe Rabbeinu. But when did the Jews hear to Moshe Rabbeinu? When did Moshe Rabbeinu say this to the Jews? They brought the gifts of the Mishkan that took place after Yom Kippur. So the command, at least, of that takes place from before the eagle. And that would mean that even while the Jews were uh, doing the Chaita eagle, Hashem never took away that command of Mikdash that he gave before, and we don't find a new command from Hashem that they should make a Mishkan. So that means that the last thing a uh, command of lasted through while they were even at this level that they were failed with the sin of the eagle. So, and the Rebbe says, Since these and these are all the worlds of a living God, which means even though we have uh, differing views and different opinion, uh, they're yet they're all words of Hashem, meaning they're all true. Is verstandig. So therefore, what does it mean? As a gam, even though as by Mishkan Gashmi, that when we deal with the physical the Mishkan is for Gikum and Blois for the dry days. What happened was only as the, one of these opinion. In other words, whatever whether Hashem either told it to him, uh, either they built before or it was after, or it was like one of these opinions. It only happened one way because physically it can't happen all the ways. But what it means, but all three are conceptually, they're true. They are words of a living God. And they exist in the main and in the, in the inner of the Mishkan. In the Mishkan Ruchni, in the spiritual Mishkan, in the spiritual Mishkan, in the Vashanti Besoichom, that also over there applies all these three levels, whether the opinion, whether they were Tzadikim, or they were uh, Baal Tshuva, or, or, or whether even 
on a lower level than that. Now, the Rebbe said in this always the Rebbe just brought out that there is different different opinions where uh, when they were told and when they built it. Either they were told and built it before the eagle, either they were told and built it by Hashem, told by Hashem and built it after Yom Kippur, which, and then whether they were told before the eagle and then they built it, uh, and Moshe Rabbeinu told it to them and they built it after Yom Kippur. This idea, the Rebbe is going to say now in Noish Gimel, uh, is actually tells us what the state of the Jews were. So whether they were at the level of tzaddikim or the level of balatshuva or the level of even lower than that, the level of rishayim. So ayis gimel After the giving of the Torah, farnam chetayigel. This means that in between, after Matan Torah, before they give, before they failed with the sin of the eagle, all Jews were at the level of righteous, which means that their status that took place before now changed. Now they're all tzaddikim. Notwithstanding the fact that before Matan Torah in Mitzrayim, while they were in Egypt, they were in a situation. When that both worship idols, the Egyptians worship idols, and these, etc., were also worshiping idols, said about the Yidden too. And this was a complaint against why do the Jews deserve to be uh, saved uh, when they are no better in a way than the than the than the Mitzrayim. So, notwithstanding that earlier on the Jewish people were at that level, so what was accomplished by the Exodus of Egypt and the giving of the Torah? That accomplished that the concept of conversion. So conversion means that you start over anew. Since a Convert that converts is like a child that is born. Is not forbidden by Zay, can shum reishim vudam nim kudn over. So nothing of the past, the, the 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 past that wasn't perfect, wasn't good. And nothing, no no remnants. Nothing was remained. There was nothing, no nothing left over from that. Unochmer. And even furthermore, afilu the reishim loy toiv. Even the uh, leftover or a mark, uh, no good mark, which from a few very past, far away distance. What are we talking about? Is here is the zoom of us is given by Allah mentioned from There was a zoom, or there was a certain uh, spiritual uh, dirt. Uh, that was encompassed all human beings from the time of the sin of Eitz Adas. There was something that was within the people. So that Zuma is brought down uh, is Bazei Nisikvor based Matan Torah. As the Gemara says in Shabbos, that during Matan Torah, that Dirt and that bad that was left over as a mark from the Eitz Das also ceased. So, which means they were like new people at the time. So that is the level of the Yidden at the time of Matan Torah. The Nochzayin Zibaganyan Achet. So, and then they committed a sin. 
not just an ordinary sin, but a very serious offense. The sin of the calf, that is the root of all following sins. And therefore, Kuntuis, it turns out, as Nochim Akipurim, when the Rebishter had Gizok Salachtikit Verecho said, after Yim Kippur, when Shem said, I have forgiven as you have asked, the Jews turned into the level of Balit Shuva, of people that repented. So by Matan Torah, they were born anew, so it's a whole new beginning. So they're Tzadikim. But after that, after they're born anew and they failed with the Chaita Eikel, and then Hashem forgives them, they become the level of Baal Shuvah. So now that we know that the status of Matan Torah, after Matan Torah, before the Chaita Zedaz, is a status of Tzadikim, and the status of after uh, Yom Kippur is a status of Baal Shuvah. And this consists the difference between the three above mentioned opinions. According to the view that also the gifts for the Mishkan took place before the sin of the Egel, which means that they built, they actually gave their contribution before that. Then it turns out as a Mishkan, making of the Mishkan, is accomplished, comes comes about through righteous people because it's all done after Matan Torah before they sin. Later they, according to the view, Vazokt, which says, that even the instruction took place on Yom Kippur, so that they should know that they were atoned. Come to us, then it turns out, as the entire aspect of building, of making up the Mishkan, is from the beginning to the end it's connected with people of Baal Tshuva because the command is the beginning Hashem's command the actual building of it bringing the gifts is um, is the actual participation of the Jewish people is all done after Yom Kippur so that means that they're at the level of Baal Tshuva but on Loider Deya as the Cheta Eagle and according to the view that the sin of the calf is for that it took place, the sin took place in between God's command to build the Mishkan and when it was actually accomplished, which means that they were told before the eagle and they started bringing the contribution, Moshe Rabbeinu told it to them and they started bringing the contribution after Yom Kippur, so this haze, this means as the tzivu is given that Hashem's instruction remained in its force. Also during the entire period of time, that is in between the time that they sin and Yom Kippur. In other words, Hashem didn't come with a new. Uh, instructions. Shem said, Vasulim Mikdashet remains. Vorum Eibder Tzivu Voltzulim Chait Botelgevon. If we should say that once the command to build the Mishkan would have been uh, nullified because they sinned, Voltzpetegimuskuman Nayatzivish, and then there should have been a new command to build the Mishkan. So that means, Kumtois. So then it means that Hashem says, build the Mishkan, that also people who are evil are connected to making a Mikdash. 
und durch den Poil sein und through this to accomplish the meaning of Shachati Besoichem to uh, the matter of resting amongst you, which is accomplished through the Mishkan. Because they, Hashem is telling Rishoyim at that time, there is still the command for that. So the Rebbe explained now that these three views in when the Jews were instructed and when they actually started to contributing for the Mishkan would really mean whether it is said to Tzadikim, this instruction in the building, or to Balit Shuva, or even to Rishayim. In Oiz Dalit, the Rebbe will bring out what is the instruction, what does it mean that Tzadikim, Balit Shuva, and uh, even Rishayim have to build the Mishkan. And the Rebbe is going to show, tell us in each one of these cases, that sometimes a person who's a Tzadik, doesn't think that he has to build a Mishkan too, as the Rebbe will explain. The other hand, we have sometimes a Balchuva may argue that he, in his level, he is not the one that needs to uh, build a Mishkan. And, of course, somebody who's a Russia, he may think, what kind of a connection do I have to building a Mishkan in my present status that I am, that he's a Russia? And therefore we have all these three opinions, which is that the Mishkan, everybody is obligated and everybody is connected to building the Mishkan. Learn inside, the instruction in the service of a Yid, that we can learn the message for each one of these three opinions. Each opinion tells us something new about the status of who is responsible and who needs to build a Mishkan. First, we're going to talk about the one who is a tzaddik, that is the view that says that the Mishkan was built and it was instructed before the Chet HaEgel, the Olu Tzaddik. And the Torah tells us that no, that a tzaddik has to build a Mishkan. Why would he think differently? The Rebbe explains when a Jew reaches to the level that he becomes a tzaddik, the meaning of a tzaddik is he does not have an evil inclination. This is bedugma. This would be similar with the Eden Zayn and Given based Matan Torah. The state that the Jews found themselves during the time when Hashem gave them the Torah. As we mentioned before, that Zuhama, that bad uh, dirt that they had attached to them from the time of the Eitzadas has ceased from them. So there's no more, no more connection to any Zuhama. So the person can think by himself. Since he is standing in such an elevated level, so he would rather occupy himself only with spiritual matters. And he would separate himself from physical matters. If, this is his argument. He says like this. Those Jews that are on a lower level than his level, which is the Madrega Tzadik, he's on the level of a Tzadik, those who are beneath him. Since they have dealings with worldly matters, 
So they need to have the type of service from the Oslim English to make a sanctuary, which means to make up from their physical matters, to make a dwelling place to Hashem. By the idea that in all your ways you should know Him, all the ways that they serve, to serve Hashem in all their ways. Warum? Because why do they need to do it? Then they zone as Niton, because if they won't do it, they might, God forbid, be sunk in in the in the matters of this world. First, you sink, you start off with permissible things, you start to sink. And from there to even further fall down in in matters of prohibition, God forbid. But he, on the other hand, talking to Tzadik, is saying to himself, he is different. Er is doch atzadik. He is a righteous person. So, to to libvozol er. So, why should he zichvarnemen midravoda with the service in vasoli migdosh from making a sanctuary for the dvorim hagashmim from the physical matters? Maloyul hagashmim. What does he have? What is his connection to physicality? So this we have the instruction from the first opinion. That even when the Jews were in the level that the Zuhama has ceased, had that Eibister angesagt, the Eibister told them the Osuli Migdosh, make a sanctuary. As menzolzich farnemen mitinyone elam hazed that you need to occupy yourself with worldly matters bechdei to shafun in order to create from them a dira lo yisbarech a dwelling place for Hashem. Um beeis menzunder tzichop fun gashmis. So when a person chooses in other ways that he just separates himself from physicality is levad zois. So besides the fact was their mit. That by doing this, far felt zain, you miss out to fulfill them the instruction from Migdosh from making a sanctuary. And you do not fulfill, accomplish the intent from God's desire to have a dwelling place in the lower places. Can es euch bringen zu noch ärger? It might even bring to worse. Hayoyis azayin nishame is fort on giton aguf gashmi. Since his soul is still dressed in a physical body, uner musbal korchay onkum etzunyanim gashmi, and against he's forced to deal and come on to. Physical matters. Is vibal zaygan zarein giton kait. Is not in ruchni as since his entire immersion is only spirituality. Ufanem zarein gans and it bidrovizichuch funded vorim gashmim. And he does not occupy himself at all to purify and to sort out the physical matters. Dan. So if he doesn't do that, Dan can zarein gashmis soif kol soif. So then his physicality. At the end, 
Verna Zach become a matter was his Eichepechazushalom for Tachlas Aritzuya. That it'll become the opposite, God forbid, from the uh, goal which is desirable. As if Mikifin by Mzor was not given for a Mishkan. As we find with regards to the gold that they gave for the Mishkan. As when Mevoltes did Avegi given in Mishkan. Had they not given this away to the Mishkan, they would have, God forbid, may God protect us, they would have used it for the eagle. As the Rebbe said before earlier, that the only reason why they only had to give from the ears, the earrings, the golden earrings, is because they didn't have any more gold to give. Because the other gold was given for the Mishkan. So you see that this way, by utilizing and making sure to do a dirbetachtoinim, to work and make a mishkan from the physical matters. That way they were protected, that they didn't have any more gold to give for the Vedazodim. So, over here we see, as the Rebbe says, that the tzaddik needs to, number one, do the work by the instruction, because... That's what Hashem wants, and that's the way we fulfill the ultimate purpose of creation of Hashem wanting to deal with But more than that, since He is inevitably connected to physicality, because He has a physical body, if He is not going to utilize and deal with the physical matters and make it into a dwelling place for Hashem, it might, at the end, it will pull Him down. And therefore, one needs to utilize even as a tzaddik and be involved in physical matters to make them into a dwelling place for Hashem. Now, we're going to explain the other, on the other extreme, that also about Shuva needs to make a Mishkan. So one can think, on the other hand, that it's only a tzaddik that has to come out to the service of Vasuli Migdosh, making the sanctuary. In order to, court, to, to protect himself, so that his physical matters, they should not, God forbid, turn out to the opposite of goodness and holiness. Mashenk and about Shuva, as opposed to one who is about Shuva. Since he's in an emotion, he's in a, in a mode of repentance. He's moving away, he's distancing himself from evil. And what does he say about things that are evil? He says, as we know, that a person who's about tshuva shouldn't say that I can but Hashem doesn't let me do it. In other words, I like it, but Hashem doesn't let me do it. But about tshuva has to say, I hate it, it's impossible, I don't like it. So that means that evil is despised by him, it's Yefshi. So maybe you can say, Er, that kind of person, he doesn't like Ra, he doesn't, he hates physicality. Er Darf came he doesn't need any protection, no precautions. Why does he have to build a Mishkan? 
of them from them this is we have the instruction from the second opinion as Adarabim. On the contrary, Dav can be Yemakipurim. That is specifically on Yom Kippur. In the Ersten Fun the first opportunity, the first time, after Hashem says, I've forgiven as you had asked. Ersdan is Only then comes the instruction for Asiyah Mishkan, from building the Mishkan. While in them is Tolui, the Shleimus Hachuba Kaporen. It hinges in making a Mishkan that hinges the fulfillment, the wholesomeness of the Tshuva and the Kapore. As we say, this is the showing the world, as the opinion says, that this Hashem forgave them. Because Hashem's forgiving is based upon going ahead and making this place into a dwelling place for Hashem. So that tells us also about the Balchuva, second opinion, that he too needs to build the Mishkan. But yet, now we're going to say that even the person who is on a lower level who failed, still, he still has to build the Mishkan. One can still think, in order to begin doing the service of the Mishkan, that First, one needs to have a complete tshuva. And he has to, in fact, that I have forgiven as you said. But this done, until that point, is to a Russia, Hashem says, what is there to you to relate my statues? So, Russia, don't work, don't make a mishkan. You don't have no business with me. If them is there off on the dritter day, so now we have the instruction of the third opinion. As the receive with also the migdos that Hashem's command to make a sanctuary is not this battle given of kinei regechaz v'sholem. It wasn't nullified even for one instant. When oichoydem had shuva, can men even prior to repentance? One is able, um, and one needs to make times and them tzivui to fulfill the tzivui, v'asuli migdash to make a sanctuary. Undruch dem poel zayin soif kol soif, and through this to effect in the end, in the end, dem kiyum v'shachanti b'soicham, the fulfillment I will dwell amongst you. Okepsak ad murazoken as the ruling of the Alter Rebbe, as oich ar roshet aflan entoyda. That also an evil person must study Torah. And fulfill the mitzvahs. Because in the end of the things is the light that is in the Torah, the luminary that is in the Torah, will bring him back to God. So in Ois Dalet, the Rebbe explained that a mishkan needs to be built by a tzaddik, by a by a baltshuva, and also by a by a rosha. But these are independent uh, views. One view talks about a tzaddik needs to. The other view talks about a baltshuva, and the other view talks about a rosha. That we need it in all cases. But the Rebbe is going to explain now in Oishei 
that actually in the timing that it took place, there was, it took place only one way and represented by one opinion, the way it took place. But we actually find within the Mishkan itself that also these levels of tzaddikim and balat shuva and the shayma represented in the luchais which were in the Mishkan. And that is also represented, ties in with the beginning of the Sikha, uh, that the Zov, the that the Mishkan needed to be made up of all the three. That it's not just that each individual one has, but we have all three together are making up and build the Mishkan, as the Rebbe will explain now. In Oisei, the inner meaning that these and these are the living words of God, of Hashem, meant what it means. It doesn't only mean as yeder from the dry days is emes that all these three views are true, true independently. Nor has but it also means that in a deeper level than the ale ein inyan. They're really not different. They're really one matter. It's not separate. Since they were given from one shepherd, which means the one Hashem gave them. It's not three. These three, they manifest itself in three areas, but they come together all as one point. So from this we also understood as the dry day is now. These three above mentioned opinions are need blois drei besondere heroes for drei sugim for need. They're not just three separate instructions for three different types of Jews, which means we have a besondere hero for tzaddikim. We have one instruction, separate instruction for those who are on the level of righteous, etc., and those that are for the tzaddik by Baal Shuva and God and for the shayim. Nor nochmer, but furthermore. The al the dry day is and it is that all these three opinions and instructions they also find themselves and they exist in the one and in the same mishkan. They're not three separate mishkan, three separate types, but all these views come together within one expression within the mishkan itself. That's why we see as in Oren. That in the Oren, was Iker Achefetz b'Mishkan who Mokoyim Menuchas Hashchina Shohu Oren. The main objective of the uh, the main uh, the main object that was in the Mishkan was where the divine rested, which is the Oren. The Oren was the place where the divine rested, which is the Shchina. That's from the language of the Ramban in the Reish Parshas Truma. So. Over there, so in the Luchas, in the Orin, uh, where Hashem rested, it was expressed, these three above mentioned matters. How do we see this? In Orin, Zainan Given, that in the Orin, there were also the Shivrei Luchas Harishainus. The broken first luchas, the first luchas that Moshe brought down, and they were broken, they were also placed in the urn. As brought down in the Gemara in Baba Basr. The Darge von Eden, the Zezainen Given, Koidem Achet, 
Tzadikim. Where did the Luchas come from, the first Luchas? They came, when Moshe Rabbeinu went up, he got the Luchas, that was before this sin. They didn't want Tzadikim then. So, there were Luchas and Rishonis, but then we also have the Shivrei Luchas and Rishonis. Over from the Tzvetazite, so we have the first Luchas, because they were given before. But on the other hand, Zainas given, Doch given, Shivre Luchas. So they were broken Luchas. Vos Shviris Haluchas is Gikuman. Why were they broken? To leave their Siba from Cheta Egel. Because of the sin of the, uh, of the Egel. So the river, therefore, Vaistas, this points to, as in Orn is Doan Or, that in the ark there is room, Oichfar the Eden, also for those Jews, Vos Bazei Zainan Tzubrochen Haluchas. Which luchas are broken, meaning they are not observing the luchas. As Jews were after the sin, so the first luchas, in one hand, are first luchas. They come from before the sin, but they're also broken. So they show both. But there was also the second luchas. That were given ayim kippur, which is the darge from balit shuva, which is the level of balit shuva. As Jews found themselves after Slachtikit Verecha, that Hashem has forgiven them that about Shuvas. So this points that we have in one of the same Oren, we have represented all these three aspects. And now we go back to the idea that the Mishkan was made out of Zov, Kestu, and Achishas. And this is Echter Biur. This is also the explanation. Because the Mishkan v'kelev am gemus zayin, that the Mishkan and its vessels needed to be nit oish lislech from zov, not totally of gold, nor oich from kesef and afilu from nechoshes. They also needed to be silver and also even copper. While odi dry minim, because these three types, zayin and rames of the dry sugim anal, they point to the three categories, fun idin that finds amongst Jews. As it will be brought out later on in Siftes, how the different levels of Zov and Kesev and Nechoshes, that Zov represents the level of Baal Tshuva, and Kesev represents the level of Tzadikim, and Nechoshes represents the level of Baal, of, of even people who are on a lower level. Uh, and altogether, Dafn Zayn need to be and are connected with the Mishkan, with the Mishkan, as mentioned earlier. So, in Oiz Vav, the Rebbe is going to bring from the way we find it in Halacha, in Nigla the Torah. the view on how Zohov, how gold is viewed at, and how Kesef is viewed at, and how Nechoshes has copper is viewed at. And we're going to see that Zohov and Kesef, even in Halacha, have certain advantages that one, in certain aspects, is more important than the other one. But Nechoshes, the copper, 
is considered a inferior uh, next to Zov and next to Kesef, and by definition considered inferior, Nechoshis, which all will point and be explained the advantages of the Zov and the advantages of the Kesef. The Zov is the advantage, as we will learn later on, of the Mile of the Baal the Kesef is the advantage of the Tzaddik, the mile of the Tzaddik. And the Nechoshes represents the lowest level, something which doesn't have a Maila, which is an, doesn't have an advantage, is because it represents the lowest level amongst Jews. And the Rebbe is going to bring this into the idea that we still need them all to build the base, the Mishkan, the Zohar Kesef and Nechoshes. But first, now, the Rebbe is going to, uh, in the next two Oisies, going to explain to us, actually the next Ois, the way it's according to Halacha, how we view Zov and Kesef next to each other, with each one has certain advantages. And, and we'll also see how the importance in which... Uh, generally speaking, gold is more precious than silver, even in Allah, as we'll see in the discussion. But we'll also see that the aspect of the importance of kesef, of silver over gold, is also based upon the fact, in the aspect which is relates uh, to the level of world, which is related to the level of tzaddikim, as opposed to Zov, which is, its importance is just a, like a standalone that it's in essence more and more important. But let's learn inside now the Oizvav, and we'll see the halachic ramifications of gold, silver, and copper. But just to make a very uh, brief introduction to understand the discussion over here, um, Movable objects, metaltalin, are usually acquired when you actually draw them, when you make meshicha. Now, uh, you can also have sometimes, which is called a kinyan of chalipin, which means that you exchange one item for another item. So we can, for example, uh, take uh, you, I'm going to draw one item, and you automatically are going to acquire this other item. So I'm going to exchange an item for an item for you. When we talk about acquisition, we're talking about something that you can no longer retract later, say, no, no, I changed my mind. Once the acquisition, once the Kenyan was made, then it's a done deal. Then you can't retract. That is what means that when you do Meshicha, you're kind of the item. Or when you do Chalipin, then you exchange the item. So when you took one item, the other item has been sold to you, and it's done. That belongs to you, and this belongs to me, and you can't retract it. Money, on the other hand... Money, on the other hand, does not acquire metallically. In other words, if you pay for an object, 
you pay for the object, but you hadn't taken that object in your hand, that object is not sold to you yet. The owner of, let's say you're buying a watch, and the owner says to you, I no longer want to sell you the watch. If you didn't make the Meshicha, he gives you back the money, and then it's not yours. You, you weren't kind of because there wasn't Meshicha. But what would be the din, for example, if one wants to make an exchange with you? So say that you want to, uh, I'm saying to you, uh, okay, I'm exchanging money for your watch. So what you want to say is that the money I'm giving to you is not money, but it's an object. Money is coins. Coins are an object. They're a metal. So I'm saying to you, for example, that these coins that I have, uh, I want you, when you pull that money, chalipin-wise, the watch should be sold to me. Instead of looking at it that I gave you money, I paid you for the watch, which we said that money cannot purchase metaltalin, in other words, that it should be a, to consummate, to make up that that deal is a done deal, money can't do it. But here we're trying to figure out, we have another idea. Let's not look at the money as payment, as money, as kesev, but let's look at it as an object. And let's say, you pull one object, which is the money, and you made the mashiach on them, and automatically the other thing is an object that is bought to you as a swap, as a chalip to that. doesn't work that way. What does it mean it doesn't work that way? We always have to measure if the item, one is considered, when you have two objects, it works that way. One object, a scarf for a watch or any other object, that will work. But in certain cases, we have to determine money that you're giving for the watch cannot be considered as metaltalin and saying chalipin, you held on to the money and therefore you got the watch. doesn't work that way. So here we're going to talk about what is the idea if one is trying to exchange silver for gold? Can you, when you hold on to one of these metals, say that you're holding on an object, which one of the two is considered the object, and which one is considered the money. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's learn inside the noise vault. The Rechiluk Tzvishin Odi Minim, the Rebbe says, the difference between these three types of metal, which is Zohov, gold, Kesef, silver, when the Choshet and copper, V'eriz Muzber B'pnimis Yonim, as it is interpreted, explained, in the inner meaning of the matters, as the Rebbe will explain later on, following uh, the uh, this interpretation. Spiegel Tzichop, it also is mirrored the Alin Yonim from Primis HaToyda, just as all matters of the inner parts of Toyda, Oich Nigla the Toyda, also in the revealed part of Toyda. Biz in HaLoch to the extent from an actual law, so we can see what we're trying to talk about gold and silver and copper, how they represent the different levels in the inner meaning, it also has its manifest itself in the revealed part of Torah into Allah. With regards to gold and silver, 
the Gemara states this the Gemara in Bametzia Memdalid, the end of side one and on. The Gemara says there, as Yederer Funzei far Moktin Zichamayla legabedim Tzveitin, that each one of the two Zov and Kesev has an advantage over the other one. And usually, the more important of the two would be considered the money, the payment for getting the other object. Money would be the one which is on the highest level. You pay with it to get the other thing, which is money is money. That buys you, as we'll see inside. So the Gemara says that there is an advantage in each one. The Maile Funzov, the advantage of gold is in them. Isn't this? It's more important. Gold is a more important metal from Kesev than silver. On the mile from Kesev, what is the advantage of silver? Is Chorif. Chorif means it's sharp, and Rashi explains that it's Yoitzen, that it goes out. It's movable. People, silver is goes in and out. Everybody does business with the silver. Silver is used as coins, as payment. This is quicker to go out. It's a usable, it's a something which is um, used all the time. As Rashi says, You spend it, it passes between business to the merchants. They use silver to do business with each other. It has that, therefore, silver has an advantage, it says. Silver's advantage is that it's spent easier, it's, mov- it's movable. It's more used. So that's why, because there is advantage, and this is what we're going to see, that it's not so simple. There's a level of Zov, there's a level of Kesev, but each one has something over the other. They're both valueless, valuables, as opposed to even a relative Nechoshis, which is not considered valuable. So what does it mean? If you try to value, you want to measure uh, silver and gold, you want to measure one next to the other. Which means, which one is the one that is more, would outweigh the other? That becomes Tiva, that becomes the coin. And which one is the fruit? Which one is the fruit? When you make a chalipin, if you hold on, or you make a meshich and the peira, then that consummates the deal. But when you make a, a meshicha in the money, in other words, you get money, money doesn't buy metalin. So we need to know if you're exchanging gold for silver, which one is considered, which one is the money? And which one is the fruit? Which means, what would make the deal when you're giving silver for gold? When is the deal consummated? When is it filled? Is it the silver or the gold? Which one is the coin? And which one is the fruit? Ain day is, one opinion holds, is since gold is more important, Haster der Fartiva. That is considered, because the gold is more important, he's considered the coin. 
He's the Tiva. Lagabe Kesef, relative to silver. So that means, according to this opinion, it, the gold is the money that buys the uh, that buys the kesef. So if you make a mashicha, if he makes the mashicha on the kesef, in other words, he gave him the kesef, then the deal is done. But if you did it on the zav, then the deal is not done because that's only money. Money can't buy. You have to do the mashicha and the chalipin that goes through the painter. You have to hold on to the object. And the second opinion is holds. And that remains the halacha. As is That also, when you measure gold next to silver, kesef uh, is still going to be considered the coin. It's going to be the more important. The far because it's sharp, because it's used all the time. So notwithstanding that the Zov is a more precious metal, that it has value as an essential presence, but the bottom line is, what it is passes, what people use, to people that becomes the more important part. Notwithstanding the fact that there is an inherent level in gold, but the fact is what's usable, what, can, what passes through, and Kasef is passes through, and that's why Kasef has the Milan which will later come in very handy to explain the difference between Zav and, and Kesef as far as what is useful in the spiritual levels, that one may be at a higher level, the level of Zav, the level of uh, Baal Tshuva may be at a higher level, but uh, what passes, what's quick, what goes is, is, is the level of, of Kesef. And the Rebbe continues here in the brackets and says, that he wants to point to the fact that there is actually what we're trying to say is that Kesef can have in itself an advantage, even though the assumption and the simple glance gold is more important than silver. So you see that not necessarily there is an opinion that says there is an advantage of silver over gold. And the Rebbe goes further and oyster them. So besides this. The fact was that the ruling is as the second opinion. As kesef is tivo legabizov that kesef is considered the coin, is the money relative to gold valtsutiva because in order to be a coin, is the pratfun chorif. It's mainly important that it is sharp that it's used. Is noisiv dertu faran. So in addition to that, so halachically is that way. So that means that Kesef has a very strong value, even relative to Kesef. But there is, there is something which, according to all opinion, there is a Tzad Maile in Kesef Lagabezov, there is a side that is silver has over gold. We want to prove there is something special about silver over gold. For even according to the opinion that holds, as Kesef is paid a Lagabezov, that when you measure silver relative to gold, so kesef will be the fruit, will be the material, will be the metaltalin, and the zov will be the money, that will be the coin that buys the metaltalin, the, 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 the kesef. So even according to that day, day uh, is over a dover poshut, it's simple, it's obvious, as Lagabi paid his mamish, but if you're dealing with, it's only with regards to gold, that the kesef becomes a, uh, 
an object becomes a peri, and not money, and not sharp. But just in itself, what is kesef? Kesef is money. Kesef is tiva. Is a tiva. So you see, what is kesef? Kesef is very sharp. But as opposed to gold, is farana deya. There is an opinion that holds as Eddie's Peter, I feel the guy paid his mamish. That even if you are going to pay with gold, for example, there is an opinion that says, and you're going to pay for regular, for an object, for a watch with gold, some people say that we won't look at the gold as money, but that could be exchanged. So if one would be making a mashiach on the gold, he would be kind of the payer, even though you're using the gold as payment for the payer. So you see that the payer, the zov payer, relative to other things, uh, or other legabezich halein, is not considered, according to that opinion, is not considered to be a tiva, not considered to be a, a tiva coin. So, we see that inherently, kesef, even though when you're going to match it up to zov, kesef will be the peter, the lesser important next to zov. But yet, kesef relative to itself is at a greater level than zov to itself. Because kesef into itself is considered to be a coin, and zov into itself, there is an opinion that it's not. And also with regards to itself. So there is some advantage to Kesef. Okay, but Rebbe is pointing to this to tell us to see that in the level, because as it's going to work out on Baal Shuvah and Tzadikim, there is advantages to each other as we know as the Rebbe is trying to bring from the Nigla part. But then we have the part which is copper. How is copper treated relative to silver and gold? So he says, These two opinions, they only would differ when you're trying to measure silver in relationship to gold amongst themselves. How is silver related to gold? Is silver a higher level? Is gold a higher level? We have a question of that. But what happens if we're going to try to measure it with regards to copper, everybody holds that copper is going to be considered peter next to kesef. Kesef is definitely the coin and not the uh, and not the, the peter next to nechoshes. When let kamashitis nazoyzech daloche. And according to many views, and also halacha, oich legabe zov. That also with regards to zov, that by zov would also be according to many views, when you measure it next to nechayshes, that the nechayshes will be paid. Which means, why would it be paid? Because it's not. It's not important. It's not important next to the kesef. And also next to the Izov, it's not really important. The Choshes is Nidrike and Maile for Zebedin. The copper is on a lower level than both, than 
gold and silver. Now, but this is a little bit surprising because if what makes silver so important is the fact that it's charif, that it's used, people use copper uh, more than they use gold. So why would there be more opinions that would say that the gold is the coin and the nechoshes is the copper? The reason why we had the opinion and the advantage that silver had over gold was also because of the reason that silver is used all the time. So why don't we extend the same idea to copper since copper is used more than is gold used? The coins, copper coins, copper is used as a form of, of payment and, and is moves around quicker than gold. Why shouldn't that make the uh, copper of importance? Why do we say that copper remains unimportant, certainly next to silver and also next to gold? So, Unagam, the Rebbe says, Nechoshis is mer chorif that the Choshev is more used, more goes out more than gold. Von deswegen, but nevertheless, can the Charifus von the Choshev nit iberwegen the Chashivus von Zoh. So the fact that the Choshev is sharp, that it's used all the time, that cannot outweigh the importance from gold to make copper more important. And the reason why the Rebbe is going to explain now, by silver, it outweighs because silver is not just that it's used more, it also has importance. Together with its importance and the fact that it's also used, it's used all the time, it's kharif, it goes out, it's used all the time, that together with its importance can outweigh Zov, so that the Zov will become paid next to the Kesef. But because of the choishes, doesn't have any value next to Zav, doesn't stand up at all. So the fact that it's used still cannot give it an advantage to make it tiva next to the Zav, make the Zav pater. But the Zav becomes, remains the uh, tiva, and the copper remains the fruit. Vorum, as the Rebbe says, dos vos binegeya der hagdore von tiva. This, that with regards to the definition of Tiva, is la aloche. So, according to aloche, chorif, vichtker v'choshiv. So, the fact that it goes out, that it's sharp, is more important than, um, than the important, that the chorif, that, that the sharpness is more than choshiv, and that's why this kesev becomes the Tiva more than the Zov, which becomes the Peter Kinah much before, it does Dafke by Kesem, that only works by silver. Besides being Kharif, the Kesem also has in itself a Hashivus, it's also important. Although not as great importance as gold, but it has importance. But together, combine it with the advantage of its being used all the time. Then that can outweigh, and it becomes the more important over the gold. As opposed to copper, 
has no no importance. Miuchedes, no particular very uh, importance. Is doblois charifus. So then, all what you got is that it's used a lot. And that's not enough to weigh out the importance of gold. So, what did we see from all this that the Rebbe brought down over here? We see that Zov is the greatest, most important, yet Kesev has a value which is more valuable than Zov in one way. And then we say that Nechoshes lacks any of these values. And as the Rebbe will explain now in Ois Zayin, that the reason why it is so in the physical uh, world is because the spiritual levels where silver comes from and copper comes from and gold comes from are different levels. Uh, the level where gold comes from is the highest of the levels. It's inherently uh, important, most important. But then on the other hand, where silver comes from is not as important as uh, gold, but yet it's used a lot. It's, it's, it's over, it's sharp. So even though it's not as high, but it has an advantage. And then we have the level where copper comes from, which is the lowest level. Nechosh is coming from the word Nechosh, as we'll see inside. Oizai. Ale inyonim in Gashmis, all physical matters, nemenzich from them, was is ein faran in aruchnis dekenoifen, that they exist in a spiritual level, in their mocker, in their source. With the Loshim von Alten Rebbe, as the Alten Rebbe's language is, Shenishtal Shlomehem, they have evolved from them. So the physical silver, gold, and copper, everything in the world is evolved from their spiritual level. The Funis Farstandik, so with this we understand that the Chilu Kanal, this difference that we're speaking before Begashmis, in physical, between Tzvishun Zov and Kesef, between gold and silver. For the Maile von Zov, the advantage of gold is blois in Chashivus is only in the fact that it's important. And it's over Nitoiver Lasoiche, but it doesn't pass through as business, it doesn't go through, uh, not, so, not, doesn't go through so easily. It's not as currency. But on the other hand, silver is not as important as gold. But it has the advantage. That it passes through in business. It's easy currency. So this comes from that in the spiritual matters is in the spiritual matters that the level of gold is more important. It's higher than world. Gold comes from a place, evolves from a place which is beyond the world. As the Medrash states, the world was not fit to be able to use gold. That is actually why it doesn't pass through so much because it's beyond the world. It's not in the world, it doesn't go. On the beginning of Kesef, and the level on the other hand of silver is Nitazoychosh. Why is it not so important? Does haste Amadrege Nailis? It is actually a great level. but it's not higher than the world's. While the mile of Chashivus from beginning Kesef, Hotashaychus to Welt, and since the advantage and the importance from silver is that it relates to world, the Pharisees over Lasoycha. That's why it passes as. 
currency easily goes between uh, business because it's part of the world. It's easier. It's, it, it belongs here. Therefore, is verstandig, and from this we understand. Al bichinas nechoshes the level of kapavas hot nizich nitkei chashivus, which is no importance. Oichni the chashivus from kesef, it doesn't even have the importance of silver. Is in oilum gufa nidirikem adrege that represents within the world the lower level. Das is ech masim der mit. This also fits the fact was nechoshes that the word kapir is from lachshon nachosh, which comes from the language of snake. The Nochosh brought about the sin of the tree of knowledge because the Nochosh was the one that persuaded Chava and then with Adam with the Aver of Eitzadas, which is the the root of all Chatoim. So we see that it's connected to Nochosh. Why? Because of that Inyan. For because the concept of Nochosh that points to a Nidrikite, a lowness. In in matters of the world. So, this is all explained in this ois that the zov represents higher than world importance beyond the world. Kesef represents in world. That's why it's over la It works in the world, and the chayshin represents a lower level. But according to this, it means um, that. The reason why gold does not overlasoicher is because it's higher than world. How could we consider that a, a a deficiency and we say that Zov, that Kesef is more important in one way because it's a movable, it's a currency that works very well in this world. But the only reason why Zov doesn't work in this world is not because of any lacking in Zov, is because Zov is higher than world. How could that be? a lower level. And the Rebbe is going to explain that there is something to be said about being in the lower level also as it's represented by the level of, um, of tzaddikim. So although the level of Zov is level of Balchuvas, which is higher from the world, there is something to be said about the level of the tzaddikim, which is within the world, that it has an advantage. Let's see inside the Neusches. But therefore, we need to understand, however, based on the above that we explained. The fact that Zov is not sharp, is not a currency that is as easily movable as is silver. It turns out it is because of its advantage and importance. That's why it's not used, because Zov is higher than world. Since he is such a high madrege, as to the extent that Skinal mentioned before, the world is also the world, which world part of the world is Kesef. Kesef is the world, because Kesef is within the world. So it means that the world Kesef is not fit to yours gold. So how could silver be more important than gold when we're saying that silver? is not fit to use gold. How could we consider him uh, gold as the fruit, the secondary, not as important as the as the relative to silver, which is so much lower than him. 
is the beer in them. The explanation of this, the chiluk tzvishin zov in in the sviras lemailom, the difference between silver, gold and silver, as it manifests itself in the sviras above, on in midas hanefesh and in the characteristics, in the measures in the midas of the souls, in the motion of the soul. Zov is is bechinas gavura, un kesef bechinas chesed. Zov is the level of strength of gavura, and silver is the level of kindness. And what does it interpret in service of man? Is as the untershade. This is the difference between avodas hatzadikim and avodas abalit shuvah. The service of the righteous and the service of those who re, who do tshuva. Avodas hatzadikim, the service of the tzadikim. And once we'll see that, we'll also be able to understand, once we bring it down into the words of Tzadikim Baal Tshuva, we'll be able to understand how, notwithstanding the fact that Zov is bigger and it's higher and the, 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 the uh, Zov, Kesav is not compared to it, but yet the Kesav has the Milo. So what is the difference in Avedis HaOdom? Is the Untershet Tzvishna Avedis HaTzadikim. What is the difference between the service of the righteous and the service of the Baltimore? Tzadikim bring down from above to below. Their work of their service to Hashem in a direct way, they bring down godliness into the world, which is chesed, that's the level of chesed, which is amshocha, kindness. Un kesef, that's the level of silver. And the service of the Balit Shuva is Halo. They bring up, they elevate them, from below to above, which is the level of Gevura, strength, Uzov, and gold. This also fits with them, Levozov is Hecher from Welt. This is Midois and Chesed the Gevura, they're both, but here we're talking about it's also higher from the world. It fits with the fact that Zov is higher than the world. Umbechinas Kesef is the Tachli Soilivus in Velt Gufa. And the level of Kesef is the total, the great, the ultimate elevation which is in the world itself. Avoidas hat Shuva, the service of Tshuva, which is Halo, Mil Matala, which is to bring up from below to above, is in Yonah Bechlalus, generally speaking, it's. Idea is a raise gain from wealth is to exit this world. Um to go back, return back to your source. Means to go up, to go out, to expire. The service of tzadikim is is to mamshich zayin to draw down the Torah mitzvahs through the study of Torah and the observance of mitzvahs elikus in wealth to bring it down into the world. And since the intent of the above, Hashem's intent, is accomplished specifically in drawing down godliness below. And that's why, it was the first state, that's why it's written, that that it was the souls of the righteous which Hashem consulted. So it was the tzaddikim as brought down in the Medrash. The Riber, that's why Torah rules, 
as the charifus from kesef vektadibet the chashivus from zov. That the sharpness, the fact that kesef goes in the world, outweighs the importance of gold. Because that's the ultimate purpose is the betachtoinim is to make bring down God in this world. The noisif was in addition to that. The tenuah from halo milamata lamaila, that movement of bringing up from below to above was in shuvah, which is represented by repentance, is nit oizgishdalt in an oifun kotzuf. It's not set in a defined uh, specific amount vorum because levadzois besides the fact was he's told in yet not in proti that depends on the sense and the feelings of each individual person how he does tshuva is oich in yono the besides that it's also what is the idea is arois to gain from agabolo is to go out from limitations to leave your limitations mas enken avoides hatzadikim as opposed to the service of tzadikim the avoid of tzadikim mitzvahs which is the service of tzadikim mitzvahs is in an oifim from a dida v'cholo that's a measured level the far is der din that's what the locha is azov is peda um kesef is tiva that the zov becomes the object, the fruit, and kesef becomes the coin. While the truna from tiva, because what is a coin by stating them was sein vertis kosov that its value is set. You know, coin amount of money we know it's set. The pricing of an object changes around. And the level of Balchuva changes around. It's not set. Money is defined. doesn't change. Whatever it is, that coin it remains that coin. That's why the uh, Kesef, which is a as he said before, comes from these higher spiritual levels, is the one that is Kharif, that is more important, and becomes the coin relative to the pay, relative to the fruit, relative to the Zov. And the Rebbe brings this now back to the three levels of Zov, a Kesef, and a Choshes, of the level of Tzadikim, Balit Shuva, and a level of Nechoshes that needed to participate in the building of the Mishkan. This is also the explanation from the Shaykhis, the connection between the Drei Sugim, between these three categories of Zav, Kesev, and Echoshes, gold, silver, and copper, to the Drei Dargis Odom from Eden, to the three levels in people of the Jewish people. This is given Koidem Eagle as they were before the sin of the Eagle, which they were Tzadikim, after the sin, which they are in the level of person who sins, after Yom Kippur, when they would love about Shuva. Zohavos is Merameh to Shuva, gold, which hints on the level of Shuva, is the Bechin of Eden, that's the level as the Jews were after Yom Kippur. Kesef, which is Avedis HaTzadikim, Surah Tzadikim, Dos is the Darge, this is the level, as they were before the sin. And the and copper from the Lashon Nochosh, comes from the Lashon Nochosh, 
that shows on the situation with the Zayne Given in the Mzman as they were during the period that is between the sin of the Egel Yom Kippur but the Cheta Egel because the sin of the Egel is similar to the sin of the Eitzadas which came which came to the first Nachash as we said before which caused the sin of the Eitzadas and brought about that's the Nachashas similar to the Nachash to that sin so what is the instruction of this in our service there are those was helping that they hold other maybe it's really true as they think they are that they are on the level of gold and silver and therefore they wish to separate from under Eden from other Jews which they consider to be in the level of copper. <coughs> so let it be that it is like their words. that they are gold and silver, and the other is the other are copper. They need to know as in order they should be able to accomplish the idea of making a I should rest amongst you they must tie themselves down they must connect themselves and unite me the Eden with those Jews that are in the level of copper you cannot build a mishkan just out of gold and silver Holy on the other hand, is Also, here we have a message, an instruction for the Eden for the Jews that consider themselves to be in the level of copper. They they might think, who am I and what am I? to come close to the holiness. they need to know. As Oich Nechoshes is given a tilfa mishkan, that also copper was part of the mishkan. The other on the contrary, is noch farana maile in the choshes like Abi Kesef Uzov. There is actually an advantage of copper over silver and gold. There is something special in copper more than silver and gold, even. Not just that they're a participant that we need copper also, but there's something special. Number one, Aleph, the Adonim v'Chom Oich Yehalt Nemchotzer Hamishkan. The sockets which uh, held up the courtyard of the Mishkan was the That was the beginning that accomplished the first separation between holy and the weekdays. That is the courtyard, the curtains of the courtyard. That was the first part of the Mishkan. What were they made out made out of them? Um, they were made out of copper. And it's important to say because that's the place where you step over from the weekly into the holiness. As the Rebbe says in the parenthesis, the different levels that become from the courtyard and then as you go further inside, until you have the different levels in the courtyard and then there's the, the Heichal and then there's the Kodesh HaKadoshim 
They're all within the level of holiness. But where do you step over? Where do you step over from, pass from weekly to holiness? That's the tremendous advantage. Those sockets were for Nechoshes. And number two, also the covers of the Mishkan, they were uh, holding, what held them down were these Yisaitis, these pegs for Nechoshes that are made of copper. But Davke Durch Zei, it's those copper pegs, is given the Mishkan and an Eifen. The Mishkan can be in a situation for an oil, in a way of a tent. As Rashi brings down in, uh, in the Parsha from Yishaya, from Lamed Gimel Chof, oil, Bal Yitzun, Bal Yisa. You have a tent. That is not going to uh, blow around. Those pegs will not move for eternity. I mean, that will stay strong. It's those pegs, those pegs that keep strong. So we see that the copper is not only a part, but A, it is the sockets of the Chatzar, which is the crossover from Choyot to the Gedusha, and B, it holds down the covers of the Mishkan to make it into an oil. And that is the contribution, and therefore is the responsibility, and it's also a specialty which only copper has, even more than the others. This is Mesichus, Shabbos Parshish Shemini Tovshim Chavbeis, and Shabbos Parshish Vayakil Tovshim Lamed.